This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's Frank Morano. is the other side of midnight. Hey, uh, some very big news. I mean, this is a bigger announcement than the um, no shrimp decree uh, for the refrigerator. I was just informed. I got a telegram. Actually, it's a it's a electronic telegram, which is more like a an SMS text message. Now, um. I just got a, an SMS text message from my wife who informs me that our son slept a whopping seven hours and she herself has set a personal post-Carmine record of five hours straight. And she also says the fridge still smells and she did another coat of Lysol. There's now three baking sodas, uh, baking soda boxes in there. Disgusting, she says. Uh, all right. Well, so we'll come back to that. But uh, I am always really excited. I am always invigorated. I'm bursting with energy whenever Marlena Shivo comes in studio because she has such a way of uh, framing things, such a way of phrasing things, and such a passion for the things that she feels fa- passionate about. She also happens to be pretty entertaining and hilarious as far as I'm concerned. She's a veteran media producer, a satirist, and a mother of two and uh, a COVID, COVID mandate critic, uh, <laughs> there I, will, you go. I will say. Uh, I made the mistake of uh, using your old label of COVID survivor, which now I know everybody's a COVID survivor now. How are you, Marlena? Good to see you. I'm doing fine. Um, I'm still trying to figure out if I identify as someone on Earth 1 or Earth 2, though, as your earlier guest uh, you're right was suggesting. You're right in between. So, okay, so, there is, so I'm a non-binary Earther? I think is that's, that, is that, is that, that how that's that works? How, that's how I would put you. I don't understand. Okay, so so I know that Peter, your earlier guest, did not want to identify himself as a, you know, a right or a left and yeah. calls himself an independent. But I technically, would call him center-left. That's what I would call him. Well, I would call him someone who definitely has opinions if he's he's dividing himself into two different names or dividing people into two different categories, it's all the same thing. It's just like different words. Right. Well, that's fair. You know, yeah. which is fine. Um, but he did talk about the whole um, how on Earth One. How are you, by the way? You're, oh. you're excited about drinking soon, right? I, oh, you can believe. <laughs> oh, no, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Um, I'm only bummed that you're you're not around to break my fast I'm with me tonight. I'm a very, very, very busy individual. I don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, I have <laughs> noticed. Believe me. But um, yeah, I've got. I mean, this is and this is a busy time just because I'm forced to do Easter. Um, you know, with my, <laughs> it's like not my holiday at all. And, and then I have to squeeze that in before going to, um, Florida for spring break. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So you're going to Florida next week? Uh, well, I'm, I'm leaving on Easter Sunday. I see. Um, but so which forces me to do Easter prior to Easter Sunday. So when I have are you doing to. Easter? 
um, Saturday, Saturday with my family. And then Friday is when we're actually leaving. We're going down to my parents' house in, in South Jersey. Um, and the Easter Bunny has to come to my house on Friday morning because he was informed that we will not be home. So why are you unavailable for drunken karaoke with me this evening? Um, because I have to get ready because we're leaving first thing on. Well, first I have to do the Easter basket baskets and then I have to wake up with my kids and do Easter on I Friday see, morning and Easter. then get in the car and drive to my parents' house. Gotcha. Okay. For it's the, the Easter baskets. That's the there's Easter. The, yeah, Easter okay. has to happen two days early because we're Understood. going Understood. away. All right. Um, but what were you, I, gonna... I, you might think differently of me after you hear me sing, though. Apparently, um, um, my you know, it is not something that should be heard by humans. Well, what's your karaoke specialty? Do you have a song? Um, I don't actually have a specialty because I haven't done karaoke that much. What was um, the last let song me you think. Did? Let me think. Um, probably like 10 years ago. But when do you remember which song it was? No, it was probably a Bon Jovi song or something. Oh, really? Like okay. Dead or Alive or something. All right. Okay. Well, that's... If uh, I had to guess. Uh, that's a song you can get really into, karaoke <laughs> Yes. I had a friend, Rena. That was her karaoke song. All right. Um, but w- w- you were about had, to say something is else. Gone? Is she no longer uh, with no, us? I, I just haven't seen her in <laughs> 15 years. You know? Okay. Uh, so what were you, you going to say about, uh, about you know, Pete oh. Dominic? Oh, I was saying he was saying on Earth One that he believes that vaccines work and that, you know, he is not smarter than an epidemiologist. And I I feel like this is the same rhetoric I've been hearing for so long, that if you are someone who doesn't um, approve of vaccine mandates um, or being forced to take a pharmaceutical that you're not interested in, you are automatically categorized as someone who um, is smarter than an epidemiologist or. Um, quote, does their own research, is a Trumper, is a conspiracy theorist, is, you know, you just get labeled all of these things. And I just think it's funny that he's against labels, but ha- that's fair. is that's falling fair. into fair. like this yes. lab- label I'm culture. I'm going to get the two of you guys in here together next time. That'll be fun. Okay. That That'll sounds good. I mean, he sounds great. I really enjoyed him, but I just, it's just funny how he thinks he's not being... Um, He's categorical, but it absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, Hey, by the way, speaking of the COVID front, so how excited are you that Philadelphia is bringing back indoor mask mandate? Well, considering that I never liked Philadelphia, (laughs) um, I think everything, my feelings remain the same about the city of crime and dirt. Although I feel like New York's becoming that these days. It's getting late early, as Yogi would say. But on the plus side... Airlines are uh, talking, at least, about removing their masks, right? Unmasking people like General Flynn? Well, every time it comes up about um, removing – well, the airlines would like to remove the masks, and some of them have. Um, It's really the government that just keeps um, putting deadlines and then extending the deadlines. So this is an FAA mandate? Yeah, this is is, – yeah, this is – Exactly. They're extending it till May 15th. I see. Well, yes. that's a bummer. Hey, um, so I'm taking Rachel to a Broadway show on Saturday. Do we have to wear masks during you, the show? You do. Still? Um, I think actually, wait, hold on. I think the deadline was April. Ooh, it might even be the same. Like 18th, I think was like the deadline. Oh, that's annoying. All I right. honestly don't remember. I remember them extending it through April. Um, You may be right within that. Yes. Ugh. 
That's annoying. I'm looking forward to that about as much as a root canal. Um, <laughs> but um, so we'll see what happens. Um, now, there's already talk because of this new variant that's now spreading right. of bringing back some of these broader restrictions, even though hospitalizations and deaths don't seem to be going up yeah. with this new new variant. Mm-hmm. And n- needless to say, y- you would be opposed to bring back more of these restrictions. <laughs> Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, there's no point. And if you... Read what the CDC says. Um, it will tell you that this variant is just like Omicron because it's a subvariant of Omicron. And it really does have all of the symptoms of a cold. And it is not really uh, it's not really deadly anymore. I hate to break it yeah. to everybody, but it's no more well, deadly than the flu at this for point. A lot of people under 65, it wasn't really necessarily that deadly, even at its worst. There was uh, the data we're seeing shows more people died of alcohol related illness under the age of 65 than died of COVID. And and just and also just the combination of the comorbidities that they listed with the people who had COVID and died of COVID. Um, but if you go through this percentages, you'll see that it, the majority of people who did die were over the age of 65 and um, also were people who had um, pre-existing conditions. All these generally. things. Right. I so, mean, there were uh, some exceptions. To so that I find it I find it in it, it is actually incredible to see people still um you know, talk, uh, keep talking the same like talking points that they did in the beginning about, you know, getting vaccinated and and everyone is still very, very divided, even though data has come out to show that this thing is not really a thing anymore. But um, hey, whatever. Not my issue. Yep. <laughs> you know, not at the moment. Um, not at all. Um, but it's just funny that these same people are people who would say so you know this this whole thing about gender identity is 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 everywhere right like everybody is talking about it in the schools and the whole thing about florida and ronda sanders and the don't say gay which is not really the name of the bill is that why you're going down to florida for the uh you know for the freedom of <laughs> yeah i of am DeSantis I'm, land? i am uh i'm going well i'm going for the warmth and um you know, it's funny. We did go to Florida last year thinking like, OK, like this is going to be a place where there won't be masks. And we happened to go to a county that we're still requiring <laughs> it in certain ways. And and I, I remember being very um, surprised and annoyed by it. But we're, people weren't really adhering to it either. So and obviously yeah, we were one of are, now. Are you going to take the kids to Disney or are you going for other Floridian? Well, is it, oh, well, this is even funnier. So, no, I'm going to Marco Island, Florida. Uh, and, I don't, I don't exactly. Know anything so, about where anything is. <clears throat> OK, well, it's on the Gulf Coast and I've never been to that part. I went to Naples last year, which is sort of near there. Anyway, <laughs> um, my mother is turning 70 in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. And so in January I said, you know, let's book this trip and we'll invite my parents and then, you know, we'll take my mother. Fun. This will be her 70th. Great. Uh, she, my mother said, I'll think about it. And then subsequently said, I'll pass and said that she wants to go to Disney world. The thing is we're running a house, a house with a pool. I mean, it's great. We've done it before. Awesome. She's, yeah. she's done that with us before, but it was in conjunction with us at, you know, staying at a condo resort at first and then going to this house. Um, she prefers a resort type place instead of a house because she just feels like a eh, house. It's like work. She just wants to do nothing. Yeah, which I, I, under- I understand that. Which I understand. I would never even require her to do anything. I never do. But she just feels like she right, should be doing things. When my my kids there. She feels like she has to make breakfast. I don't know. Um. So she she said I'll pass, but she says she wants to go to Disney. So now. I was still in the, in the midst of planning this trip, and now I have to plan a trip to Disney World because I can't 
say to my mother, yes, I will take you to Disney World for your 70th with my kids and then not plan the trip. Mm. So it's just, you know, I'm not big on doing these plans. It's like an effort for me to do it once a year, let alone. Yes, I know. I see the thrill that you have for (laughs) being forced to host Easter uh, this weekend. All right. Now, I'm uh, not hosting. I'm going to my parents' house. I'm just, I'm just, I have to be the Easter bunny two days in advance at my house. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, Now, an issue that has been a big one with our audience, and people have been calling all week to talk to me about it, and I've told them all the same thing, which is Marlena Shivo's coming in later in the week. We're saving this issue for her. Is what New Jersey is doing with respect to gender, uh, ide- education, and identity. Now, as objectively as you are able to, before you give us your take on mm-hmm. what New Jersey is doing, tell us as I, objectively as you can what is New Jersey doing with respect to gender identity lessons for? First graders and children in general. Okay. And of uh, this whole, I will be objective because I have so many opinions about what's going on. Um, because I feel like everybody's freaking out about the gender identity thing when that is seriously should be the least of their worries. Um, it's not even a worry. It's more of a concern that the, the, the schools are doing things independently and in, and making decisions in a vacuum. And they are because I have, and I will get into that. Without any input from the parents. That's the bigger picture here. It's not about gender identity. Okay. And I can, but okay. So what's happening now is that they, they have revised the, um, health curriculum for New Jersey and it's being implemented in September. Okay. They are basically bringing sex ed to elementary schools on every level. It's not about gay, straight. It's about sex. Now, I will tell you right now in fifth grade, Per this curriculum, they want all fifth graders to be able to identify the different ways to get pregnant and to be also to identify the different um, birth controls that are out there. In fifth grade, my daughter will be 10 years old. Why does she need to know the different ways to get pregnant and be able to identify different types of birth control? Can you answer that question? Uh, no. I mean, maybe she wants to get started early. <laughs> you are absolutely vile. I hope your next kid is a girl. <laughs> okay. So I... <laughs> I don't understand why this is a necessity and I don't know why why the Board of Education or the Department of Education thinks that this is what is needed in schools. Our kids in elementary school need to be learning math and reading and science what, and social what is studies. The cur- what are the current standards for fifth graders when it comes to sex ed and things of that nature no it's 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 health education and you know they they're talking about hygiene and all these other things that they should be talking about they're not talking about this this is brand new but that's that's a biggie for me because my daughter is will be nine in you know in a couple months and she still believes in santa claus and in a year you're going to start telling Mm. her the where babies come from that is my responsibility okay you like stay in your lane public school stay stay where you need to stay sex education can be in the school system it has to come later is my opinion uh, but I know now, this is this is a kind of an age old argument that we've been hearing about in schools, not really for, I don't think, 10 year olds, but certainly when you come when it comes to middle school, that's a lot of times when you start hearing about about that sort of thing. Right. That debate that's been uh, a very, very hot. Well, button you know, issue funny? for a long time. I've never focused on it because it, I never had because I never had to deal with it. And it wasn't something that. But now I'm very focused on it because I have kids and I'm starting to notice um 
things that go on in the public school system that I had no idea. Okay. And it started during COVID. So I guess you could call that a blessing where these board of education meetings are happening and there's nobody in the room except for the, the board of ed members. I, I and, and some other parents had gone during the whole mask drama and um, and they were in awe of how many people were in the room at the time because they literally said no one ever goes. I'm like, well, that's going to change. I'm going to start going because it's not just about COVID. It's not just about masks. And you start to realize that there are conversations happening in, uh, outside of this meeting and then there's an agenda that lands on the desk in this meeting and the, and it's already written. And then they just, they just go around a room going, I, 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 they approve it. Boom. We're done. And this is all of these things are voted on. Um, and that's it. Pro forma. That's it. And the, and anybody in the room is honestly, you can ask a question, but you're at that point, you're just a spectator. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a parent and I'm a taxpayer. So I don't want to be a spectator in the room when it affects me. Now, a little note about transparency, and I've talked about this a little bit one time on the show, but I'm just going to repeat, this is the level of transparency there is, which is nothing. Summer, last summer, we leave, we go on summer break, we come back, we have no library. And it's been, we now we have screens, and they called it an innovation lab. And really, it's a technology room with gaming chairs. And now the kids can have the ability to play things like Fortnite with other schools and compete, which I'm not entirely sure why this was a necessity. I don't think it was. Right. The Fortnite's no. not necessarily considered an educational hallmark. No. And to, you know, completely eradicate a library in order to implement this is insane. The fact that no one knew about it, including teachers, okay? Everyone I spoke to, I was like, did you know they were getting rid of the library? Did you know they were getting mm. rid of the library? Not one person. So right then and there, you see the lack of transparency. There was zero input from parents about this, whether they even wanted these chairs in the room, number one. And I can guarantee if you surveyed the parents, they would tell you that they would not want it to replace a library. They would need to find a new place for it. Okay, so there you go. Right there. Now, during COVID, we had a survey about masks. We had a survey about right. testing. We had a survey about, you know, there was quarantines. No Fortnite survey. There, there was never any any discussion whatsoever about this upcoming. Oh, it's a pretty big <laughs> innovation change. lab. Okay, so there's the transparency issue, and that's where the trust issue issues come in, and that's and that's what leads into this next conversation about the sex education. Uh, who is pushing? the changes to the sex ed curriculum it is the the department of education and 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 you know when pressed about this um governor murphy uh now he comes out and says well you know look at it he's gonna well now he's gonna look at it no he said if there's enough parents opposing it he will entertain the idea of making adjustments but he initially said these decisions are made in conjunct, you know, by the Department of Education, um, school boards, parents. All of these people are weighing in. But that's not true because you're not weighing in. And well, it could as be. A it could be. Um, he could be mincing like words a little bit, right? So he could be because there are parents that are on the Board of Education. So technically, they are parents who are weighing in. Um, I had gone to the last Board of Ed meeting and said, where are the notes and the minutes and everything else from these, this subcommittee that meets then get, and then before it becomes an agenda? And I, I literally had the, one, the president of the board wave the agenda in my face. Here, here's the agenda. Here's the discussion right here. You, you don't need the notes from that. I'm like, well, we need to know what's on the table before sure. it gets to the agenda right. and exactly. gets voted on. I'm not here to watch you guys say I, I, I. Right. 
right? So, um, so there's a lot that needs to go on when it comes to transparency, which is why this has become such an uproar. Our school, our principal, our superintendent um, decided to hold a parent meeting about this upcoming curriculum. However, this very thorough um, principal who sends out a huge email that the length of it rivals war and peace. Like it is just so detailed reminder after reminder, sign up for this, sign up for that, everything you need to know for the week. The, this meeting about um, the health curriculum, the subject line was PE in health curriculum for the upcoming school year. Okay. Nobody cares about how they're going to play volleyball next right, year right? Sure. or whatever. They, so if you said sex education curriculum, right. I think more people would have paid attention. No doubt. And then it wasn't on the calendar for the school. Like there's a shared calendar for parents. You can look and say what's coming up. It wasn't listed. It wasn't in the email coming up, you know, for the week. So did this with all the reminders? The meeting took place in February. About twenty people showed up (laughs) to it. Okay, and and so and then she only spoke about what was going to happen from fifth grade on, and never addressed the lower grades in terms of gender identity or all of these other things that are keep that keep coming up as being controversial. So, what are the controversial aspects about gender identity education? And this is this the okay now this is where I play the other side because I my stance is sex education in elementary school is unnecessary and shouldn't shouldn't be there whatsoever. As far as gender identity goes, um I think that people are scared about it because they don't understand it and they think that the left has some sort of talk about conspiracy theorists like <laughs> people think that um, they're trying to convert their children into some other type of thinking. And it's like, I don't know if people understand gender identity or sexuality very well, if that's what they think. And maybe these classes and this education should be geared towards the parents. Because if you are, um, people can't be converted. Like, that's why gay conversion therapy doesn't work for people. You're Mm -hmm. gay, right? So, and it doesn't work in the reverse. You can't make someone gay. You can't make someone question their gender identity. My argument with the gender identity at this age or anything, any sex, anything that sexualizes kids in any way is inappropriate for first and second grade. That's what, that's what this curriculum is Mm. suggesting. And that's where DeSantis comes into play. He's saying this is not necessary between K through three. We don't need that's this. That's the so-called don't say gay bill. Correct. The problem with that quote bill, um, like the don't say gay bill, which is really the parental rights bill, is that it, it kind of messes things up in other ways where they're saying, you know, a teacher can't come into school and say, like, say a male teacher comes in. He it sort of bars him from saying my husband. I see. Well, that's what they're saying, um, you know, my, or something like that. I don't agree with that either. I think that the the natural way for people to understand the world around them is should be organic in that way. Like a teacher who is um, gay and married, like, okay, the argument is people shouldn't, the teacher shouldn't even be talking about their, their weekend with little kids anyway. Yes, they should. Because my child comes home with a piece of paper 
every Friday that says weekend news. And at the end of the weekend, you write in what they did and it teaches them how to converse right. and, and recall. And it gives them structure to their week. Like we go to school this many days. We have a weekend. What did you do? Sure, Who sense. were you with? Well, the teacher's going to participate. And that teacher, the teacher, I'll go with my daughter's teacher she'll say something like i it was my husband's birthday we baked a cake we went to the movies whatever she should be allowed to say that because she's teaching them how to talk about their weekend so let's pretend that she has a wife she should be able to say my wife and i took our three kids to the amusement park whatever so that's where all this uh, you know it's 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 just so layered in so That's many ways what's so frustrating about this is I, I feel like the agenda has been it's sort of moral panic on both sides and right. it's almost divorced from the facts you it know, is people are getting so worked up over this but it's just um, about the age it's right. because they can't wrap their head around this stuff my i i, I honestly don't think my eight-year-old could wrap her head around it um and so that's why i just don't think it's appropriate for anything sex education talking about your genitals talking about gender identity it is so unnecessary at the elementary school age that's my argument people don't want the gender identity thing at all because they're scared of it and fear informs their outrage you know and that's why i think they should actually come up with programs for parents and to make them understand um this better so that their kids um, will understand it better as they get older. If, if the parents want to be the ones that teach their kids about sex and sexual orientation and everything else, then they need to understand it a little bit better. So um, why did the Department of Education, knowing this was going to be such a flashpoint with so many parents, why would they push this? Well, um, the idea behind it is um, about inclusion, okay? And, because there are... You know, if there's anybody that's at higher risk for depression, suicide, bullying, it's going to be a child who is um, different, it, 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 but non-binary but, or, or transgender, whatever. It's 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 gay youth. It's mm-hmm. you know transgender Got youth. It. They are at higher risk. So the idea of um, you know creating an environment where um, there's space for everyone, um, you know. That 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 is the idea behind it, you know, because kids who do um, kind of question their gender identity, psychologists have said that it can it can be apparent at a very young age, as young as two, two and three years old, um, which we saw was the case with Jazz Jennings, right? Um, so, you know, and so it's it's the idea that you're fine no matter who you are and how you feel, you're perfectly who you are. The issue, I'll say it's not a problem. The issue is it's a very small percentage of the population who actually has a gender identity crisis. And so I feel like, you know, you can teach about it in a general sense, maybe. However, to say to children things like, and very small children, um, things like, let me see, let me just see what the, the actual wording is unreal. Um they say things like you you may feel like a girl even though you look like a boy or you may be a boy who feels like a girl or you may not know how you feel, you know, in the first grade. How are they? What? What are you right. talking about? 
<laughs> like, I, I can't fathom my kids would even understand that. I think the only person that would be able to feel that is a child who does feel that way, sure. right? Which, again, is a small percentage of the population. Um, do we need to mainstream this information for those people? I don't know. I don't pretend to be an education expert. Um, <clears throat> all I say is all sexuality, sexualizing kids in any way, shape, or form, gay, straight, whatever, um, in the elementary school is highly unnecessary. Yeah, well, I, 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 you've got me convinced. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what people could say uh, in response to that, but. Uh, uh, well, we're going to continue. There's some other gender issues in the news, especially as it relates to Disney. Uh, we're going to get Marlena Shivo is here. She's going to stay with us for the hour. We're going to try and give away a thousand dollars in a minute. Uh, if you want to be the seventh caller to eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, we're going to give you an opportunity to answer ten trivia questions in sixty seconds, and then we're going to continue discussing gender, Disney, a whole bunch of other issues with Marlena Shivo, who's here. You can find her on all forms of social media at. Marlena Shivo, spelled just like Terry Shivo. 800-848-9222 if you want to play the $1,000 Minute. Straight ahead. W-A-B-C. Singing the Marlena anthem. Uh, Marlena Shivo is my guest for the hour. She's actually going to see if she can win the $1,000. I mean, we're not going to give her the money. But she's going to write down these answers to see how she would do. uh, Because it is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents... It's the $1,000 Minute. Answer 10 questions correctly in one minute, and you could win $1,000. Here's your host, Frank Murano. Thank you, Chris Libertini. Let's meet today's contestant, Rita in Brooklyn. Hello, Rita. Hi there. Well, Rita, are you familiar with this contest? Yes. All right, great. So uh, we'll, we'll get started. Uh, the Most of these are pretty simple. The timer will begin... After I ask the first question, and then um, if you get a question right, we're just going to move on to the next one. Okay? Simple enough? Okay. All right. Name a fruit. Orange. In what sport can you hit a home run? Baseball. The Statue of Liberty came from which country to the United States? France. What Catholic holiday is Sunday? Palm Sunday. No, unfortunately, uh, uh, it, it this Sunday is Easter Sunday for Catholics. Okay. Mm-hmm. But are you Jewish, Rita? Yes. Oh, well, happy Pesach to you. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't win, but I'm going to put you on hold. Molly's going to give you a consolation prize. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Rita. All right. Um, see that. See, I, I, I mean, maybe it's not a culturally relevant, you know, question to her, but I feel like a lot of people did know that. That's why I said Catholic, because I know Orthodox Easter is until the following 
Now someone else is going to try, so you can't actually like read these off. No, you want to see if you would get it. I think so because I've all already right. gotten all of you them got so four. far. Okay, I mean so, you're like mm-hmm. name a fruit, really? Yeah, I mean it's it's okay. You, <laughs> you got 24 seconds on the clock, so you could just say them out loud now. You don't have to write them down because oh, okay, that's readers right. in Molly world. Okay, okay. All right, we'll, we'll give we're going to give Marlena 40 seconds on the clock. All right, or to be precise, 36 questions. And for the record, I got the first four. Okay, let me see. <laughs> It was Hold I, it up to the microphone watermelon, so baseball, see. France, Easter. Right. That's okay. Those are all right. All acceptable answers. Okay. okay. <laughs> Saki is a, ma- a wine made from what? Oh, that is so annoying. Fire. <laughs> Saki is made from fire? Okay. I'm joking because it's hot. Oh, well, it doesn't have to be. So you don't know what Saki is made from? Oh, my God. Wait, just go back to it. Okay. What New York City borough do I live in? Ugh, Staten Island. What's the name of the U.S. Attorney General? Um, uh, Merrick. Uh, Merrick Garland. What kind of (laughs) blood type is known as the universal donor? Oh. Correct. Uh, (laughs) uh, What is the biggest desert in the world? Oh, um, Mojave Desert. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're out of time now. You're over a minute. Uh, What was it? um, The biggest desert in the world (laughs) is the Antarctic Desert. Great. Um, uh, Sake is made from rice. Right. No, I I I was gonna get that. (laughs) It took me. I really was. I really was. Okay. Um. All right, and, so you would not have won this. Wait, so so is that was that ten? The well, last? no, I, I'll give you the last two. Uh, the last one was who was Walter Mondale's running mate in 1984? Oh, Walter Mondale. Wait, was it? It wasn't Dan Quayle, was it? No, no, no. He, he ran against <laughs> Dan Quayle. Wait, Bob Dole. No, no. Um, <laughs> Geraldine Ferraro. Oh, that's right. The first woman. That's right. Well, well, I don't know if you could still call her a woman. She identified as a woman. Uh, when she was alive, so there's that. Now, okay, back to uh, back to our discussion of of speaking well, of gender. Well, speaking of gender, yeah. So that's that's a good point you just made. So, you know, um, these groups of people who um, you know will categorize you as the things I was talking about earlier, like oh, you're a conspiracy theorist if you don't want to get the vaccine, and you're a trumper. Like on what planet? Like is someone all of a sudden a trumper because they don't want to ingest right, certain for the pharmaceutical? Record, you didn't vote for Trump. No, for the and record, you didn't care for, for the Trump. record. For the record, Twice. I do not care for Trump, um, and did not vote for Trump. However, um. But but these same people will say to you, well, you know, and like, let's not even get to the my, my body, my choice thing, because I already got my, you know, what handed to me on that front, even though it's completely equal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I can't I can say what you could take out of my body, but you, I can't tell you what to put in my body. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. And now it's like, don't assume I'm a woman because I look like a woman and I have the body parts of what was con- tr- traditionally considered female. Don't put me in a category, right? But you're putting me in a category. Same group of people. It's so hypocritical. I can't take it anymore. Even though I respect them on the other side. You well, know? Uh, no, I, I think it is. The whole thing is just crazy. Um, 
Disney, Disney, which has been at the heart of a lot of controversy, in part because of the don't the so-called don't say gay bill. And in part because my mother would prefer to go there than to <laughs> Marco Island. <laughs> my seven-year-old mother wants to go to Disney World. You know, I got to be honest. I've never really gotten adults that are really into going to Disney. I mean, she's not into going to Disney. Like she already went with us when we were kids, but she wants to see my kids I go see. Okay, to well, that Disney. I get. That I get. Yes, I get that. Um, they have removed the phrase "boys and girls." From report, recorded theme park mm-hmm. greetings. What has this phrase been replaced with? They didn't say what the phrase was replaced with. It's just, I'm sure it's just greetings all. I mean, it's not, they're just removing the two words, boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen, in the pre-recorded greetings. Are a lot of people offended by that? I mean, what's the point? I don't I don't think this is the 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 hill to die on i really don't i mean what's the big deal i mean if you say greetings visitors who cares yeah. i mean this is this is but this is one of the care? one what? of the dumber arguments <laughs> when it comes down to all of this controversy going on nationwide but mostly in florida between disney and desantis um it's who cares if you say boys and girls but the reason is because they're trying to be look this is the same company we'll, we'll just like jump to the next thing the, this is the same company who is now going to work with their benefits to um help financially with uh gender reassignment surgery mm-hmm. or or I should say gender affirmation surgery which includes um like hormone blockers and um removal of certain genitalia um, and they, you know, Which I know can be pretty expensive. It is very expensive. Um, Do most insurance plans not cover gender, w- whatever we're calling gender reassignment surgery now? Listen, I'm still trying to get my insurance plan to cover my younger daughter's five stitches in her head. <laughs> okay, that that I was billed for $23,000. Five stitches, one trip to the ER Five stitches, $23,000, I'm still embattled one year later between the insurance company and the doctor's office. So I would imagine, yes, gender reassignment That's surgery fair. is definitely expensive. So, so do you think this is a positive that Disney is paying for this or no? Um, I think it would be a positive if I needed gender reassignment surgery. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, the same way that women who need in vitro uh fertilization um they ivf they will cover certain companies will cover up to three trials of that or tries of that because that gets really expensive oh no i know i have some friends that are going through that right now one friend that you just went through it was very very costly for them and did they did their insurance cover it um what the one friend that's going through it now he works for the state which has a very generous insurance program his plan does cover it, and another friend works for um, like a commercial bank. Theirs did too, actually. But I didn't know that ours does. Oh well, um, well, Disney has enough money; they can cover a sure. lot of things, you know. Yeah. So I, well, I used to work for Turner, I guess. I, who owned us at the time? It was a CNN, whatever. They covered up the three tries back in the day. Really? They were they were like the pioneers. Yeah. So. Um, you don't – I mean, that's fine that Disney is planning to help people pay for their gender reassignment surgery in your view then. I think health insurance should pay for a lot of things. Yeah. Well, so do I. <laughs> um, and now, there's also a great deal of controversy because 
there's this new Disney movie about Buzz Lightyear, and they have a same-sex kiss. Yes. Now, do the same principles that you were talking about earlier, about not sexualizing children at too young of, a, of an age, do they apply here? Would you prefer there not be a same-sex kiss here? They do not apply here, and I'm going to tell you why. Wonderful. I mean, you, you, you have, you know, in the media, you will see these things, again, organically. And when questions come up about anything, boys and girls, doesn't matter, they come up. Uh, Snow White, somebody kisses somebody, doesn't Doesn't someone, doesn't somebody right, uh, kiss the, Snow White to wake her up? I think a prince. Okay, so it's the same thing. So if this, I think it's two females. Uh, characters in in this Buds Lightyear film that kiss. It's the same thing, right? Okay, so you're normalizing. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you are. It, this is inclusion. This is where it belongs, in my opinion, because it's the media. Now, you can choose not to show your child a certain film at a certain age. Like, I'm not showing my kids um, horror films that I would watch or even things of an adult nature, um, like even a reality show that I would watch at this age, right? So you have control. It's parents' choice, okay? It's fine um, to see two people kiss. I mean, people, parent, kids see their parents kiss. They see relatives kiss. It's not a big deal. So having two uh, people of the same sex kiss, no, it's perfectly fine. I was watching a cooking show, like a baking show on Netflix. <laughs> have you seen this Don't baking show? Don't tell me they had same sex kisses on this baking show. No, they didn't have same sex kisses, but one of the contestants was gay, mm. or a couple of them were actually, but the one um, that was a finalist, you know, he was talking about what he was going to bake and... He was uh, he was talking about his husband and how he baked this certain thing for his husband. And my older daughter, who's eight, just turned to me and she goes, "Okay, so he has a husband. That means he's gay. And I said, yep, that's what that means. And that was it. And then she started asking all kinds of questions like, what did two men wear on their wedding day? And that kind of thing, you know, and that's perfectly that's normal. Right. (laughs) You know, that is a normal thing to ask. And it's fine. And then if it. Whatever comes up, comes up, and as a parent, I will handle it. I don't need the Department of Education and then the Board of Ed, and it's certainly not Governor Murphy, telling my kids um, about birth control and and anything relative to that um, in elementary school. I mean, please. As soon as they start talking about that stuff, goodbye, Tooth Fairy, goodbye, childhood, goodbye, because it all, all the magic goes away. If you don't know where babies come from, you think it, they just kind of fall from the skies, sure. right? Yeah. As soon as you start telling them the real deal, sure. I mean, why can't we pr- preserve their childhood as long as possible? I, I, I think that's been the age old argument about uh, allowing uh, sex education to age- be taught. Age-old argument. Do you talk no. about this a lot? Really? I feel like I've heard about it since I was in school. Stop. Yeah, really? I mean, I feel like there, this has been a dispute for a long time. The new aspect of it, I think, is the gender identity But when did you have it. sex ed? I don't you know, understand. I was trying to remember as you were going through all this, certainly by the uh, by the sixth grade. Stop. Yeah. Okay, so like- I'm trying to remember if it was in the fifth. Also, I don't. You know, I, I actually think there was some because um, I, I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't remember if I had it in in elementary school, but certainly by the sixth grade. Really? Okay. Well, then that changed since I was in school because I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't until high school. Well, you might be right. I, I mean, mean, I. 
But I, God, I, I have no I, idea. My point is, is this debate about about when uh, children should start learning about this kind of thing. It's been going on for a long time. That mm. that has been going on, especially in our area, for a long time. A couple of people want to comment uh, on this. Well, Wild Fred is in Newark. Uh, what makes you so wild, Fred? No, that's Will Fred. Ah, must be a, a Mollyism. That's all right. Uh, I like okay. Wild Fred better, actually. Yeah. Well, I want to tell you that you got to realize America is under, under attack. That's why all these things are happening, not by accident. The reason they're pushing that gender identity and stuff is because they want to mess up American culture. It's like they got rid of the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts, put them together. All these things are absolutely ridiculous, but since the PC, people be sprayed to say stuff. You know, they call you a, a racist or something, you can say, hey, I'm an American. We don't do that. Uh, all right, Wilfred, any reaction? I, um, I don't remember them getting rid of the Boy and Girl Scouts. They well, still... no, they well they admit girls to the Boy Scouts. They don't call it the Boy Scouts anymore. Now it's the BSA. It used to be the Boy Scouts of America, but now because girls can serve in it, they don't call it the Boy Scouts. But the Girl really Scouts anymore. still exist, just the Girl Scouts. Yes. as my, my understanding is Girl Scouts are still the Girl Scouts, but girls can also be in the Boy Scouts. That's my <laughs> understanding. Uh, Jeff is in Suffolk County. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Frank. I just want to interject, uh, being 67 years old, I did have a health class where they did touch on a little sex education. And, you know, they talked about venereal diseases and all of that, but they never touched on the uh, gay lesbian crap, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't have that either. Um, but um, w- what age was that? For it's more you, about the where age. you learned about venereal disease and so forth. Well, I was uh, probably... 16, 17. Oh, well, see, that's, that's older. I mean, that's, that's high school. Yeah. That I was, yeah, I was talking to my friend Sarah about this. I'm like, do you remember? Cause she's like, it was all about diseases. She said the same exact right. thing, and she's not 67 years old, but she, she was like, and it was in high school, and that's high basically school. what yeah. they focused, well, focused so, on. No, I, I'm, I'm fully fine with uh, waiting until high school for that kind of thing. That's fine. Charles is in Queens. Hello, Charles. Hi, hi. hi. First, I want to say great interview, and um, her name was Marlene Shivo. She's a very bright lady, very bright, and she's 100% correct, except I feel much stronger even than she does. And it's not that I'm a prude that I'm 73 years old, and, oh, we're talking about sex. It's total destruction of, 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 of the future. In the name of inclusion, will destroy 99.5% of of the children, in the name of inclusion, will destroy 99.5. It's so sick, even discussing it, in my opinion, which you're right, you should discuss it because it got to a point that we have to. But discussing it is equivalent, in my opinion, what's right, is, is it right? Is it the right way to do it? Is equivalent to discussing, did the Holocaust happen? Was there slavery in America? Let's discuss. Maybe there, was, maybe there wasn't slavery. Maybe there wasn't the Holocaust. Maybe it's a myth. I have to know about five dozen if not more, Holocaust survivors. All right, well, so you know, point, I think you don't have to convince us. We're, we're pretty convinced the Holocaust I, I, I know that. I don't doubt that at all. But I'm just trying to say it, it, it needs to be discussed because it got to this point. But it's got nothing to do with inclusion. It's like just like black lives matter. Black lives do matter. But the black lives matter, um, the uh, Marxist movement is total fraud. They're building, they're 
the building, uh, they're uh, buying. Uh, all right, Charles. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. We're getting a little off the beaten path there. All right, uh, Marlena, we now have to end the show at um, 4.58.40. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have a minute and 20 seconds left to talk. And we're going to do 15 seconds of fame in just a bit. But uh, my wife, who is a, um, you know, she interviews people for this column that she writes for Newsday. She said the best responses that she gets from people is never a question that she thinks to ask. But it's towards the end of an interview when she asks, um, is there anything else that you want to add or that I should include? So I thought maybe I would include that with you. today. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that you want to add? I'm going to add more to this gender thing based Please on do. that last caller, because, um, again, it's it's not that they're trying to change society. Um, I think that they're just trying to adjust to what the society that we're living in now. You cannot change someone's. Um, ideas about their gender um, that didn't already exist. I remember a, a girl I used to work with who became a friend. Um, I barely knew her, and we were talking about a guy she went out with, and she said to me, I wish I could meet a guy um, with your personality. I want the male version of you. So I are already existed, which is a nice compliment, I guess, but I already exist, right? But this woman is or this girl was gay. I mean, excuse me, straight. So there was no convincing her that the female version of me would do. Right. right. So like people are who they are. Right. Um, and now, you know, they're just trying to include more um, information for people to understand. The only issue is everything has become so politically correct that it's. It, it's making it hard for people to speak half the time. Oh, that is for sure. Um, my goodness. All right, Marlena, it is always a treat having you. Have fun in Florida. Have fun at your many Easter celebrations. Please send Easter bunny pictures. <laughs> Can we count on you to post some of those Easter bunny pictures on your... Uh... I can't even guarantee that I'm going to see the Easter bunny, but if I do, I will send and post Are you per still your doing request. your uh, Substack thing? Oh, by the way, yes, I am. So I um, started writing. It's not done. And it's called Follow the Silence, mm-hmm. A Parent's Guide to Public Schools. Uh, so if people want to follow you on Substack or subscribe, how can they do that? Uh, just go to Substack um, and put in my name, Marlena Shivo, and yeah. I will pop up. A- outstanding. Uh, you'll actually pop up right out of the computer I screen. will. I like, will come like out a, of a your computer. Cake. I like it. Like a Marlena NFT. It'll be a right hologram, up. and you can speak to me personally. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Most of the time. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.